Hey friends, it's Unknown Redneck here. Kevin's podcast show done put me up in one of these weird whirly birds. We're flying all over East Tennessee looking down at things and we're seeing what's going on. But I reckon the show's about to start so we're going to sit her down. So let's get on with the show right now. all the KP showboats out there. Thank you for listening to Kevin's Podcast Show. I am your host, Kevin Marshall. Thank you for being here, and thank you to Anchor Podcast App for broadcasting this podcast all over the internet through Apple Podcast App, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Virtually anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find this podcast, and that's thanks to Anchor Podcast App. I encourage anybody who wants to start their own podcast to go to Anchor Podcast App. It's free in your app store on your phone. Let's jump right into it. It's time for News versus News. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the spectacular KPS Arena. The World News Boxing Association is proud to present three rounds of heavyweight action. In this corner, wearing red trunks with black trim, C-N-N. And in the opposite corner, wearing blue and white trunks with red trim, Fox News Network. Let's get ready to rumble. We're going to start with CNN today. Their top story on their app is GM will no longer make these six cars. It's been a long known thing if you've been following any kind of news with the automotive industry that GM is trying to make itself more felt and more accessible to the car market. General Motors had so many different versions of themselves out there. They would have a version of the Oldsmobile, and they'd have a version of the Chevrolet, and it'd be the same car with just different stickers on it. They had a lot of redundancy in their company. And then I guess after we bailed them out with our tax dollars, (coughs) then I guess they've decided now is a good time as any to trim things up now that we've given them several billion dollars. Uh, Los Angeles. General Motors will end production of six sedans by the end of 2019. North American customers want SUVs, crossovers, hatchbacks, and trucks. Sedans have fallen out of favor. Well, that's basically true. Not a lot of people want just a car anymore. Most people like those SUVs and uh, crossovers, so that's pretty much I will say this about crossovers, though. If you look at them, they're kind of like pickup trucks. You know, you look at a even a like a full-size Toyota, you look at a Dodge, you look at a, a Ford, you look at a Chevrolet. You look at all four of those brands and sit them side by side, and they're virtually the same. And you mount like a few aesthetics on them that may be more pleasing to you than the other. But And I'm not talking about performance, but I'm talking about the way they look. A truck is a truck is a truck is a truck. I mean, there's only so many ways you can make a truck. There's only so many ways you can make a crossover, too. So all those crossovers look virtually the same to me. I really can't tell the difference between a Lexus and a Kia as far as the way they look. You're going to see a difference in price, of course, and there may be a big difference in performance, but they're going to look pretty much the same. So cars are getting more and more generic. All right, these are the uh, six. Is it six? Yeah, it's six. These are the six cars that uh, General Motors will discontinue. The Buick LaCrosse, the Cadillac CT6. That's a good looking car, but I guess their sales are down by 10% since last year. So 
there you go the cadillac xts that's a really good looking car their sales are up by 15 almost 16 percent since january of last year but i don't understand why they're going to cut it out but they are the chevrolet cruise is going to be discontinued the chevy impala is going to be discontinued and the chevy volt Hmm. The Volt is a plug-in hybrid sedan that lost in the excitement of all-electric cars. Chevy's been promoting the electric Bolt hashback, though Bolt sales have fallen too. So I guess they're going to get rid of the Volt with a V and continue the Bolt with a B. Seems a little confusing to me. Maybe that's why they're getting rid of it. But anyway, that's their top story. And let's see, their second story is, well... Jerry Springer's in the news. I don't know how that's their second story, but it is. Jerry Springer's returning to daytime television to hold court as Judge Jerry. In a press release, Springer said, For the first time in my life, I'm going to be called honorable. Well, there you go. That's their second story. Yay them. And their third story is Mia Love. Now, Mia Love is a Republican, if I'm remembering correctly. It says she rips Trump and has a message for the GOP on people of color. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, she's a uh, Republican. Mia Love slams Trump in a concession speech. No real relationships, just convenient transactions. Republican Representative Mia Love sharply criticized Donald Trump President Donald Trump during a concession speech on Monday saying Trump's vision of the world is no real relationships, just convenient transactions. Love conceded to Democrat Ben McAdams in their Utah congressional race, giving Democrats another pickup in the House of Representatives and bringing the party's net seat gain to 38. Love, who has represented the district since 2015, had been looked Locked in a close race with McAdams, the mayor of Salt Lake County, since election day nearly three weeks ago. Well, not for nothing, but I think, you know, I don't. when I think Utah, I don't necessarily think a black Republican female representative. That's odd. Love made the comments about Trump in response to the president's post-election day news conference in which he declared that Love had lost the race despite votes still being counted and attacked the congresswoman for not embracing him as a campaigner. Mia Love gave me no love, and she lost. Too bad. Sorry about that, Mia. The president's behavior toward me made me wonder what did he have to gain by saying such a thing about a fellow Republican. It was not really about asking him to do more, was it? Or was it something else? Well, Mr. President, we'll have to chat about that. She continued, however, this gave me a clear vision of his world as it is. No real relationships, just convenient transactions. That is an insufficient way to implement sincere service and policy. I kind of disagree with that. Uh, you don't really have relationships. You do have convenient transactions. Uh, you have relationships with your family and with your friends, but when it comes to politicians, you don't really have relationships there. You do just have convenient transactions. That's the way things happen in Washington. Sad but true. Love then turned her attention to the larger problem Republicans in Washington have with minority voters. This election experience and those comments shines a spotlight on the problems Washington politicians have with minorities and black Americans. It's transactional. It's not personal. 
She started her speech acknowledging that she reached out to Ben over the weekend and congratulated him for winning the election and I wish him well. But she also criticized McAdams, whom she said was responsible for running a harmful campaign, calling him a wolf in sheep's clothing. Linda sounds like she's bitter. So there's the three stories that CNN thought was important. We've got Chevy not making six versions of their cars. Jerry Springer's going to be back on TV. We have some sour grapes from a Republican that lost her seat in Congress. So that's top three for CNN. Let's go to Fox. Top one, GOP Senator hits Ocasio-Cortez for comparing border caravan to Nazi Germany. Oh, Lord. Ocasio-Cortez compares members of the migrant caravan to Jews fleeing Nazi Germany. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the star Democrat congresswoman-elect from New York, compared migrant caravan members who clashed over the weekend with U.S. border agents to Jewish families fleeing Nazi Germany and other targets of genocide. Is she out of her mind? That is not the same thing. The Hondalerians, whenever they got out of Hondaleria, they come up through Mexico and stuff, and here's the thing. I mean, let's make a few things clear. First off, they've made it very evident that they want to come to the United States because there's jobs. They Every time you ask them, every time they've been asked, every time I've seen an interview with one of them, here are the translations is what are they looking for? They're looking for a better life. They're looking for jobs. They don't say, oh, a death squad killed my family and I'm trying to escape the persecution. So that's the distinction right there. They're just looking for something better. And on the lines that they're looking for something better, they just don't want better. They want America. That's what they want because Mexico has already offered them asylum. Mexico has offer, already offered them jobs and placement and, and a place to live, and they've turned it down. So she's an idiot. Asking to be considered a refugee and applying for status isn't a crime. It wasn't for Jewish families fleeing Germany. It wasn't for targeted families fleeing Rwanda. It wasn't for communities fleeing war-torn Syria, and it isn't for those fleeing violence in Central America, she tweeted. Like I said, she's an idiot. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina, he's a senator from South Carolina, fired back at the incoming freshman lawmaker on Monday, recommending she study the differences between Nazi Germany and the migrant caravan in Mexico. No kidding. I recommend she take a tour of the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Might help her to understand the differences between the Holocaust and the caravan in Tijuana. Well, God bless you, Lindsey Graham. Over the weekend, hundreds of migrants from the Central American caravan rushed the border at the port of entry in San Cedro, California. U.S. Customs and Border Protection said the demonstrators attempted to illegally enter the U.S., through both the north and southbound vehicle lanes at the port of entry itself, the persons were stopped and turned back. The border agents shot several rounds of tear gas after some migrants attempted to penetrate various points along the border and threw what appeared to be rocks at U.S. authorities. Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nelson, and I'm not saying that name right, but anyway, Kirsten Nelson said it attempted to breach the legacy fence infrastructure along the border and sought to harm CPB personnel by throwing projectiles at them. As I have continually stated, DHS will not tolerate this type of lawlessness and will not hesitate to shut down the points of entry. Now, I want to make a point about that. You know, there are some people, I think there was Alyssa Milano had uh, 
griped and complained and said that using tear gas and it's going into the baby's eyes. I mean, she really said it like that. It was like going in, it's going into these baby's eyes and women and children being tear gassed. Well, I got news for you. Pepper spray was used by the Obama administration in 2013. I lost the story here, but I mean, that I mean, it's not unprecedented. And these people have to be told, get the hell out. This is not your country. Do it the right way or don't do it at all. But anyway, the Mexican Interior Ministry said Sunday afternoon it would immediately deport the migrants who tried to violently breach the border. The Mexican government described Sunday's events as acts of provocation and far from helpful for the migrant objectives. President Trump told Mexico earlier Monday that migrants allegedly threatened to storm the U.S. would be sent back to their country. Mexico should move the flag-waving migrants, many of whom are stone-cold criminals, back to their countries. Do it by plane, do it by bus, do it any way you want. But they are not coming to the United States. We will close the border permanently if we need to. Congress fund the wall. The Trump administration said asylum claims from members of a series of caravans originating in Central America must be processed outside the U.S. and that all those entering illegally will be denied. A federal judge has at least temporarily ruled against the policy, but the administration has taken steps to harden the border. As of Monday morning, about 50 migrants have been detained after illegally crossing the border. The exact number of those apprehended is expected to be made public later today on Monday, the Senior Department of Homeland Security told Fox News. In Mexico, Tijuana's municipal government announced it arrested more than three dozen migrants for disturbing the peace and other charges relating to a crossing attempt. The second one for Fox News is... Beto O'Rourke, who lost his bid against uh, Ted Cruz. Beto O'Rourke says he's considering a 2020 campaign run after he said he wasn't going to. Democratic Texas Representative Beto O'Rourke recently lost a heated Senate race against Republican incumbent Ted Cruz said Monday that he isn't ruling out a presidential run despite saying the opposite during his recent campaign. Speaking at a town hall in El Paso, O'Rourke was asked by an audience member if he had any plans to run for president in 2020. The three-term congressman said that right now he focused on his family and representing Texas 16th District until he leaves the House on January the 3rd. But once that time comes, O'Rourke said he and his wife will think about what they can do next to contribute to the best of our ability to this community, which is thinly veiled that he's going to run for president. So, I mean, he can't bet he couldn't beat Ted Cruz in Texas. What makes him think he can be president? I don't know. He's going to run for president in 2020. So that's their second story. Their third story is Catherine Zeta-Jones devastated by sexual harassment allegations made against Michael Douglas. Catherine Zeta-Jones admitted she was heartbroken when her husband, Michael Douglas, was accused of sexual misconduct. My children and I were profoundly devastated by these allegations, the 49-year-old actress told the Times of London Sunday. As I was torn about where my absolute morals lie, this woman came out of nowhere and accused my husband. I had a big conversation with him, with the kids in the room, and said, Do you understand if more comes out? Dot, dot, dot. In January of this year, journalist 
Susan Browdy claimed that Douglas 74 masturbated in front of her during a meeting in the late 1980s when she worked for his production company. In response, Douglas said, It was a complete lie, fabrication, no truth to it whatsoever. My kids are really upset, and they have to go to school worrying about this going on in some article about me being a sexual harasser, the, the actor said at the time. They're scared and very uncomfortable. I'm bewildered why, after 32 years, this is coming out now. Well, that's a good damn question right there, Michael Douglas. Why, after 32 years, is this coming out? Why, after 32 years, are these Kavanaugh things coming out? I don't understand how, after 32 years, Kavanaugh, that these things can come out. I don't understand why that something like that with Kavanaugh would happen, how that... They, they seek to gain some kind of notoriety or Kavanaugh, something like that whenever they come out and do this kind of thing. I mean, are they seeking money? Or are they seeking Kavanaugh fame? Or are they just seeking to draw attention to themselves? I don't I don't know what their uh, exact Kavanaugh problem is, but, you know, 32 years is a long time, and I think they should just Kavanaugh be over it. But anyway, that's their second story. Or no, that's their third story. Fox News don't really have a whole... It must not be a slow news day. Sorry about that, folks. I can't help what kind of news is going on. But anyway, they've got the uh, Ocasio... Ocasio Cortez. Ocasio Cortez is going to be in the news a lot, and I'm going to enjoy reporting on her. Ocasio Cortez from New York, uh, she said that uh, those poor little Hondalerians coming up from Hondaleria are... Actually, just like the Jews trying to escape out of Nazi Germany, buddy. That's all that is. Which, you know, Lindsey Graham said, bullshit. Uh, Beto O'Rourke's going to run for president. Shocker there. Although, you know, he couldn't beat old Teddy Cruz. So, I don't think that's an issue. And Catherine Zeta-Jones says that she was heartbroken that somebody had had allegations against her husband, Michael Douglas. By the way, his dad, I heard an interview with him the other day, his dad, Kirk Douglas, fine actor, by the way, is still alive, 102 years old, and still living at home with his wife. Uh, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool, actually. So there you go. That's the three from Fox and three from CNN. No real news today. Nothing hard-hitting, but as you can see, as we always like to point out, they never match. It's always opinion pieces and just what's going to sound better to their base of listeners and readers and viewership or ever how you want to say it. Um, I really hearken back to the days whenever news stories just to, used to come out and say, here are the facts, just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. That's the news. Hey friends, Unknown Redneck here, back with you once again on Kevin's Podcast Show. Just letting you know that we had a wonderful, good Thanksgiving weekend. We are thankful that we got to visit with all our friends and family, and I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving weekend too. And Kurt Angle, poor little feller, had to go out on Friday morning at 4 o'clock into the video game store, and I reckon he said them devilish video games was a flying off the shelf, but he was wore plumb out. He come home Friday evening, didn't even go in there and play his own video, didn't even get on a video game, went right to bed, and he slept, honey, like a rock. But that's good for him, because work will do that to you, and it'll build character if it don't do nothing else. So I guess Starla Jean and her man, Jean-Luc, went uh, Black Friday shopping, and they found a whole bunch of stuff for everybody going on, coming and going, and she said that Jean-Luc got her a present, and he won't tell her what it is. And I said, well, honey, it's not Christmas yet, so I don't guess you get to know what it is. 
but she said it's just a little bitty old box. And now I'm a wondering what that is myself. Is it some kind of wedding ring, or is it an engagement ring, or is it something like that? I don't know what it is. And Cheryl was asking me about it, and I said, I don't know what it is. And she said, well, what if he wants to get married? And I'm like, well, if he wants to get married and she wants to marry him, he seemed like a pretty good feller, so I don't know. We're going to see, but I guess you have to stay tuned about that because I'm just as curious as you are. Anyhow, Cheryl made a good turkey, and it was real good, and boy, I'm happy about that new oven, that new stove. Now, honey, she cooked up some good ones now. I'm just going to tell you, I ate too much. I ate too much, I always do, but I ate too much, way too much this weekend, but I'm going to have to get back on some kind of diet or something this week, going back to work, but I guess I'll take some turkey sandwiches and whatnot back to work. Down there at the woodworking factory, I'll be glad to get back to work myself and see all my fellers down that way and all my friends and all those kinds of things and all such as that. But anyhow, that's my little update right now, and I'll let you know if uh, Starla Jean's going to get married or not, and I guess that's coming up. Now, I don't know about it. Seems a little, little quick for me, but I'm kind of in low gear, so that's how I do things i don't never get too excited about things but anyhow we'll see anyway just a quick update from the old unknown redneck and you know where i am holy cow starla jean might be getting married i'm just sitting on pins and needles about that one want to know what's going on there you know what time it is I'll give you something great in a volunteer state, and that's Representative Tim Burchett. He's the, I guess, representative-elect of Tennessee's 2nd Congressional District, but he's also was the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, and I'm telling you what, uh, besides the fact that he's, you know, a good, good guy, because, I mean, I really like him, he's also kind of funny. While he was in office as the Knox County uh, mayor, he declared that November the 16th, 2012, to be the official Knox County Bigfoot Day. He is an avid Bigfoot hunter and aficionado, aficionado, how do you say that, aficionado? aficionado of various conspiracies of the subject many campaign signs and stickers features images of bigfoot so there you go but i'm just going to tell you if you if you want somebody to follow you want a a politician to follow that's pretty dang funny you can get on his twitter account because he's he's solidly funny he's a solid solidly funny guy just a couple of uh, examples there you have to pay extra to watch the 2018 soul train awards don cornelius must be spinning in his grave tim burchett at tim burchett you need to come hunting those beltway peeps that you're hanging out with might pull the east tennessee right out of come get your hillbilly on sit in a deer stand and the guy tweeted a picture and he said that looks very squatchy mindless tv update he says i'm a part-time mechanic and my wife is a librarian our house buying budget is two million dollars i need to reread my dave ramsey books Harvard and Yale scientists are proposing that we tackle climate change by dimming the sun. Tim Burchett, what could go wrong with that? Exactly. Congressman, I have to ask, do you consider ketchup to be a side or a condiment? Tim Burchett, I think it, as some of my progressive friends would say, it is what you declare it. I always use Heinz ketchup, so I declare it a side. And finally, it says... I think you've gotten a lot funnier since you won the election, Tim Burchett says. I've got a lot more material. 
So that's something great in the volunteer states. Representative Tim Burchett. Shout out to him. He is our representative from the second congressional district, which not my district, but he's still from Tennessee and I'm still proud of him and I still appreciate him. If you want to follow some politician, it's pretty dang funny. Tim Burchett's somebody you could follow. You should keep an eye out for him. I think he's going to be moving on up. I expect him to one day run for Senate and the state of Tennessee or maybe even governor. We'll see how that works out, though. And now it's time for entertainment news. Say hello to my new friend. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? The Lion King is the second most watched teaser trailer in 24 hours. While everyone was feasting on Thanksgiving food last week, Walt Disney Studios decided to drop the first teaser trailer for the upcoming live-action, in quotes, version of The Lion King, giving a photorealistic makeover to the animated classic from 1994. Not only is the teaser quite breathtaking, especially when it comes to the incredible visual effects used to bring the animals to life, but it's now the second most watched teaser trailer debut in the first 24 hours. The Lion King teaser trailer recreates the opening moments from the original film, and you can see just how loyal the remake sticks to the visuals of the animated predecessor, which is both impressive and a little disconcerting. The Lion King is coming, people. Live-action version of The Lion King is coming. I don't necessarily think that's needed, but it's coming. So if you're excited about it, I'm happy for you. I'll probably go see it, but I'll probably see this one. I'll just see it just because uh, I enjoy a good movie. So there you go. We've come to the end of the rope. Deuces and duck lips. Who knocks out everybody and no one can whoop him. That's when that little Cassius Clay from Louisville, Kentucky came up and stopped Sonny Liston, the man who annihilated Floyd Patterson twice. He was going to kill me. But he hit harder than George. His reach is longer than George. He's a better boxer than George. And I'm better now than I was when you saw that 22-year-old undeveloped kid running from Sonny Liston. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaw's been broke, been lost, knocked down a couple times. I'm bad. Been chopping trees. I've done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. Fast. Fast! Last night I cut the light off my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast! Incredible. And you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are gonna bow when I whoop him. All of you! I know you got him. I know you got him picked, but the man's in trouble. I'm gonna show you how great I am. <laughs>